Asia Pacific currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest、uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday, the twenty third of March. Ah,、oh, did you have the wrong mic on? I for had me? the wrong、oh, mic、Pierre. on, but fortunately, you your voice—no, your、I'm、voice wom- was strong enough. <laughs> I'm a woman of colour, and you turned my mic off. <laughs> Silence. I like it. Fortunately, Giselle, <laughs> people can't see whether that is a true or wrong <gasps> oh comment. Oh my God, you're denying <laughs> my identity. Anyway, let me just repeat: you are listening to. I know you might be confused, listeners, because we don't get into identity politics on this show. But it is Asia Pacific Currents.、Uh, it is Saturday, the twenty third of March, the last Saturday in March. Oh no, there's one more Saturday one more. in March. Yeah, one yeah, more, yeah, one more, one more. And this is Community Radio 3CR. This is Pierre and Giselle taking you through to nine thirty this morning. And what do we have on the show today? Well, first of all, thanks to Solidarity Breakfast for another interesting program, and that was、um, a very nice、uh, piece of music. What if、uh, they knew by David Rovix? And、uh, I wish we could have played it until the end, but hey, the last program went overtime. What can we do about that? I know、that? we did tell them, listeners, that they were in violation of the broadcasters' code here at 3CR. But they didn't care. That's right.、Um, but、Being、we care. Being the rebels and the.、Uh... But we care. We <laughs> care. Anyway, you'll we'll have the usual roundup of、uh, labour issues、um, in the first half of the program. In the second half of the program, we'll be、uh, talking to、um, Shivanin Abhinav from uh,、um, a workers' movement in India, and I'll、um, give him the correct titles、um, when the interview comes up about the state of workers in. India, but they'll be probably about. Oh, it's a, a relatively long interview, so probably about thirteen past nine o'clock. So we better get to the news items. Giselle, what have you got there first? So、uh, in China, a massive explosion last Thursday at a pesticide plant owned by the Tianjiayi Chemical Company in an industrial park in the city of Yancheng, which is north of Shanghai. That、uh, massive explosion has killed forty-seven people. It's injured over six hundred. Others of which ninety are in a serious condition. The company had a history of many safety violations, and this factory was producing more than thirty different organic compounds. The scale of the explosion was such that windows in the building, as far as about six kilometres away, were blown out by the force of the blast. While almost a, one, a, almost a thousand firefighters were needed to extinguish the subsequent fire. Unfortunately, this disaster is only the latest to hit China's manufacturing sector, that is riddled with health and safety problems as it co- as it constantly tries to cut production costs. It's hard to know what what to say to that. I mean, the, obviously the explosion was just massive,、uh, but anyway, and it's not like what、well, we said isolated too. But it again, you know, shows the value of trade unions.、Uh, we go to the Philippines, where in the week that the Filipino government of President Duterte announced that it was withdrawing from the United Nations International Criminal Court, five people in working class. Districts in Laguna Province, just south of east of Manila, were murdered by police over a forty-eight forty-eight hour period.
The police claim that um, all these five individuals, all separately, were all drug smugglers. They all shot at the police, and the police had to had to kill in self defence. Um, I think they've of used course this. they did. <laughs> they used this have used this ten thousand of times. The reason given by the Filipino government to withdraw from the ICC was because the court had started an investigation on the murderous war on drugs campaign that President Duterte began three years ago. Um, police uh, themselves officially claimed that only only slightly over 5,000 people have been killed in this period, but human rights advocates claim the number could be as high as 25,000. And now in Iran, earlier this month, thousands of Iranian teachers from all over Iran took part in a three-day sit-in. In spite of repressive social laws, women teachers have been at the forefront of these protests. This latest wave of nationwide protests by Iranian teachers is a continuation of the previous two rounds of nationwide sit-ins that were carried out during September and October last year. The main demands are more funding for public education, an end to privatisation in education, costs adjusted wage increase, uh, which is like a CPI indexing, proper and affordable healthcare plans and benefits for all teachers, an end to restrictions imposed on independent teacher organisations and freedom for teachers currently in jail and all other political prisoners. The government and official media at first ignored these protests, but because teachers were able to utilise social media to publicise, later on they began to label these protests as unfair. The situation for most teachers in Iran is very hard as the majority are currently living at or below the poverty line and numerous teacher unionists, including Ishmael Abdi, Mohammed Habib and Rasul Budagi, uh, have been subjected to harassment, arbitrary arrest and detention, also unfair trials and large prison sentences. Just huge repression of trade union unionists and union organising in any attempt to mobilise. That's right. That's right. And uh, and again, I mean that story that you said about how the you know their their salaries they're basically just at or above the poverty line, which is unfortunate, uh, very common around the world. Um, we go to Indonesia now, where um, some Indonesian garment workers are taking on Korean companies. Over the last uh, years, many Korean gar- garment factories have established production in Indonesia to take advantage of the low wages and lax regulations. Indonesian labour activists have documented many Korean garment factories who are paying their workers less than the minimum wage, forcing them into excessive overtime in hazardous working conditions. Last week, over 200 garment workers demonstrated outside the Indonesian Ministry of Manpower Office and the Embassy of South Korea in Jakarta to demand six months' worth of unpaid wages and benefits. Their company they're protesting uh, about and they were employed by is the well was the PT Solaris Kausa Busana or SKB garment factory that was located in Bekasi in West Java and had almost 4,000 workers who were nearly all women. In a new tactic by these Korean companies, SKB suddenly closed its doors late last year with the owner Kim Jae-chul fleeing to Korea with 97 billion rupees. Um, uh, of money, which is about almost seven million US dollars, the local National Industrial Workers Union Federation reports that this behaviour is not uncommon, with many companies closing doors to avoid paying their workers their entitlements. And our final story this morning is 
<clears throat> yet another tragedy from India. And this relates to those workers in Mumbai whose job it is to clean the sewers. In another incident that is unfortunately too common in India, a civil civic worker died and four were injured this week after inhaling poisonous gases inside a water pipeline chamber in Mumbai. The workers were inspecting the pipeline at midnight and were not wearing any health and safety equipment as they had assumed there were going to be any they, that there weren't going to be any toxic gases in the water pipeline. Unfortunately, any small enclosed space can have a build-up of toxic gases. In this case, it's believed that the gases were either chlorine used to purify the water or that had seeped into in from a nearby sewerage pipeline. The four injured workers were lucky to survive as a passerby noticed what had happened and quickly raised the alarm once the workers had fainted. But we do know that the sewerage workers, and, and mostly Dalit, so... Um, Untouchables. Uh, outside the caste system, in a sense, um, are the ones that are uh, segregated to this kind of work, That's especially right. in Mumbai. And it just shows, the again, the value of occupational health and safety and trade unions. Mm. It's 10 past 9 o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. This is Asia Pacific Currents. We're going to go to some community announcements and then we'll have our feature interview for the morning. So I'm here at the school kids strike for climate action with some of the people who are on strike today. Can you tell us your names and how old you are? Uh, so my name's Ivy and I'm 12 years old. My name is Marta and I am 8 years old. My name's Layla and I'm 11 years old. Inequality is at a 70 year high. Our jobs are going offshore, our jobs are being casualised. 40% of us are trapped in insecure work. The richest 1% have more than the 70% of us at the bottom. And workers will stand up and fight. You've never seen a fight before until you back the Australian workers into a corner and tell them they've got no rights. Those workers will fight. 3CR, union issues and workers' struggles. Feed Radical Radio. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 94198377. Hey, this is Nick from Pinar. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. It's just on 10 past, or actually almost 11 past, 9 o'clock here on 3CR Radio, and you're, and you're listening to Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. We were uh, lucky enough uh, uh, earlier this week to talk to two union um, worker representatives in uh, northern India, in uh, New Delhi, about the ongoing uh, workers' struggles in India. And um, I was uh, I interviewed uh, both Shivani and Abhinav, You'll hear both of them in this interview. Shivani is from uh, Bigul Mazdur Dasta and campaign for Bhagat Singh National Employment Guarantee Act. And Abhinav, uh, he's the editor of Workers' Political Monthly, Mazdu Bigul. And um, I started off uh, the interview by um, asking um, Shivani about the National Campaign for the Right to Work rally that was held in New Delhi on the 3rd of March. The 3rd March uh, rally was Employment Guarantee Rally. 
and it was uh, organized by many mass organizations in delhi and in india uh, principally naujawan bharat sabha uh, mazdoor bigul and uh, disha students organization under the banner of campaign for bhagat singh national employment guarantee act so uh, this campaign has been running since last year in different parts of country in uh, various states of india and this was the second time that we were having a major demonstration last year uh, we had a demonstration in the month of march on 25th of march and this year we had a second employment guarantee rally which took place on 3rd of march this was basically called employment guarantee rally or employment guarantee demonstration and the principal slogan was right to work and since last year we been demanding to the central government and also respective state governments to come out with a legislation called bhagat singh national employment guarantee act which ensures that the government gives 365 days of employment to every individual who is capable of working and in case the government is not in a position to give the employment give uh, unemployment allowance of 10000 rupees secondly we have also been demanding that right to work right to employment should be made, made a fundamental right and through constitutional amendment it should be included in the fundamental rights that are enshrined in the constitution of india so these are the major demands but then there are many other demands pertaining to workers rights pertaining to different sections of workers but yes right to work to be included as a fundamental right and enactment of bus nega which is bhagat singh national employment guarantee act these are the central demands of campaign for right to work correct me if if i'm wrong <laughs> but the current uh, indian national government of modi is is quite right wing and so uh it would seem from the reports that we have there is a constant uh, attack by workers uh, on workers all around india and and pressure on their wages and conditions of work yeah that's uh, totally correct in fact right now the government is a fascist uh, dispensation and one of the principal things that this uh, government did was introduce uh, reforms so called reforms in the labor laws and actually make them totally pro capital be it foreign capital be it the indigenous indian capital and in last 4 uh, and a 5 years there have been major workers struggles but nobody is capturing their uh, the, uh, those struggles the mainstream media is totally uh, handled by the corporate house which are actually backing this government and the government is also hand in gloves with, with all these corporate houses so uh, one of the principal things and one of the principal attacks that this government launched was against the workers right and the major things that it introduced was making all these laws and all the labor enactments uh, in in country totally lax totally pro capital pro corporate and uh, launching massive attacks on right to unionization right to demanding everything which is legitimate which is constitutional so yeah that's that's totally correct the fascist governments 
principal attack has been against the workers right and that's true and now there's also a conditions where uh, the country is on a verge of, of war with pakistan is the government trying to use this as a way to take away the the pressure and and make people less aware of what's happening with workers and try and use nationalism to rally the people behind it totally totally i totally agree because right now in the name of uh, so called nationalism in the name of terrorism in the name of you know seeing pakistan as an enemy the government has been trying to distract people's attention the youth's attention from one of the major fronts on which this government totally failed which was the question of employment question of jobs the plank on which this government rode in uh, and came to power in 2014 was basically generating 2 crore jobs every year which you you can just see any of the government's data it has totally failed on that account the second thing is that this government has actually made all the official data itself questionable so now all the official statistics records are suppressed uh, there is no authenticity authenticity uh, linked to them major statistics institutes have witnessed a lot of attack in between so having failed on each and every front be it employment be it question of women safety be it question of workers right the last resort of every scoundrel then remains is nationalism and this uh, government is precisely doing the same and uh, i must remind that in 2016 when the so called demonetization drive was intri- introduced the uh, first thing that modi government said that this would be an attack on the black money and secondly it will break the back of terrorism so on 14th of february the pulwama thing happened in which 44 uh, crpf men lost their lives so uh, what were these tall claims about you know fighting terrorism and all in the name of demonetization so uh, because the government has failed miserably on each and every front so now uh, raising the bogey of war ultra nationalism jingoism that's the only resort they are left with and they are doing precisely the same thing yeah so in that sense you are completely correct looking at the workers resistance to these attacks from the information that we get there seems to be a lot of actions a lot of strikes some huge demonstrations but seemingly it doesn't get translated at a political level are the yeah. workers organization not able to come together enough is a challenge and uh, the working class movement in india is facing this challenge because mostly the traditional big unions they tend to organize workers on economistic demands and the bigger political questions are not totally dealt with this economism which is very much prevalent in the working class movement in india is one of the reasons that workers are not able to actually come around the politic larger political question 
of the fight against fascism and secondly there have been many alien trends present in uh, working class movement in india of late for example anarcho syndicalism which in a different uh, way is actually promoting the economistic model of having workers struggles organized and there to the question of a vanguard organization leading the struggles and trying to rope all these struggles together is totally left unanswered what now has uh, come to the fore is there are couple of organizations and workers groups that have come together in form of uh, revolutionary workers party of india rwpi and in this election they are also fielding couple of candidates in, in total seven candidates from different parts of india two candidates from delhi and they are trying to uh, present a independent revolutionary working class position in the sphere of bourgeois elections also because what we've uh, witnessed in all these years is that in lack of such a space and in lack of such a revolutionary alternative workers and working masses they tend to tail end the bourgeois groups the revisionist parties and uh, the question of political power and the larger question of a political movement is left to be fended by uh, these bourgeois and uh, revisionist groups so tactically rwpi revolutionary workers party of india is participating in the uh, elections in the upcoming elections and and we are part of uh, rwpi and one of the principal demands is that you know workers demands should be given uh, primacy and they should be the real agenda on which elections even if tactically uh, elections should be fought and our participation is basically uh, for this very agenda so this time through rwpi we are trying to bring the workers issues to the forefront as much as we can and this tactical participation uh, maybe uh, will prove of substance, uh, substance in future as well that's very uh, interesting so that really leads me to our final questions about the elections are only uh, a couple of months away and uh, you've just said about this new party the rwpi how do you think the elections are going to go what will be the climate for the elections and do you think that modi's party will be reelected right now the situation is uh, quite fluid and if you look at the different bourgeois groupings uh, there is a, a belief also that maybe modi will be reelected not because he is popular or something because they've got all the money power behind the corporates are still ready to get him back to the power so they've got lots uh, lots of capital backing them and secondly there have been concerns which are not totally unfounded of uh, electronic voting machines getting tampered uh, there was people in bourgeois uh, you know opposition parties also raising the issue of evm tampering and they were also insisting upon getting back the ballot paper system through which voting could be held but that has not been uh, uh, looked into and so there is always a fear that there would be evm tampering because right now the unpopularity level of this government is on a all time high 
so i i'm not in a position to say whether he'll be reelected or not but yes uh, whatever would the outcome be the working class independent positions needs to be reiterated and this is the time and we we believe that it's already been late and a tactical participation by the revolutionary forces which really represent the class interests of the working class class as well as working masses should be brought to the table and real issues should be there and i think this is one of the platforms that we must use and we can't leave it to the mercy of all these uh, bourgeois groupings and social democrats as well so yes uh, as far as elections are concerned there is lot of uh, fluidity right now no one can say with utmost conviction that you know who's going to win yeah i i would just like to make a brief comment uh, i think if the election process is not tampered with by the fascist government and as characteristic of any fascist government this fascist government has also undertaken a deep infiltration of the state apparatus including the election commission the bureaucracy the judiciary so if the election process is tampered with then we can't say modi can get reelected but uh, going by the general political atmosphere among the general working masses in india modi will lose this election if the election process is not being tampered with so in my opinion the anti incumbency is unprecedented i mean the unemployment is at the highest point in last 5 decades the unemployment rate is uh, right now about uh, 7.5% and if you take include all the so called self employed own account entrepreneurs in the uh, category of unemployed the number of unemployed is somewhere around 250 million and 270 million these are estimates of some non governmental bodies which i believe could be relied upon so i think if the elections are held in a truly free and fair fashion modi cannot get reelected but that is the biggest you know thing whether the elections are going to be organized in a free and fair fashion or not that is one of the biggest uh, moot point i guess thank you uh, very much uh, to both of you for this um, very incisive and deep analysis of what's happening to the workers movement in india and uh, we'll certainly keep uh, a track on over the next few months and uh, we wish you all the very best Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 94198377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. 
It's just on 27 past 9 o'clock. We almost at the end of another in- interesting and, f- and fascinating program of Asia Pacific Currents, um, Giselle. But uh, just to uh, reiterate that uh, you just heard an interview with um, Shivani, was from Bigu Mazdu Dasta and Campaign for Bhagat Singh National Employment Guarantee Act, and Abhinav, who is the editor of Workers Political Monthly Mazdu Bigul, and they were both um, in New Delhi and. And uh, it was an interview about the workers' movement in India and upcoming um, elections in India, which are uh, still a couple of months ago uh, away. So I'm sure we'll uh, we'll have more news um, over the next few weeks and months. But Giselle, that's uh, really all we have for. Do we have any announcements uh, this week? We well, these are a bunch of things that are upcoming. So. There is the uh, big trades hall rally on the 10th of April. Um, so people should mark that Wednesday, the 10th of April at 10.30 in the morning. It's an all unions out um, to change the rules uh, demo. And then, of course, there is the walk for refugee justice on uh, what would be Palm Sunday. So what used to be the Palm Sunday March for Refugees, which is the 14th of April, um, Sunday the 14th of April. So check out those details. I think those are the big... I don't think there's anything else for Christchurch in the coming week that I've seen. No, no, I don't think so. And if there's any other demonstration or big event that we've missed, we apologise. But there you go. We did say two big ones, so that, <laughs> that's it. But maybe we can... Uh, and we'll re-announce them next Saturday as well. That's right. Oh, well, that's... That's all that we've got um, for this week. Um, Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll be back next week with another half hour of uh, labour news from the Asia-Pacific region. But uh, stay tuned tuned at 3CR or with 3CR for the Palestine Remembered program coming up uh, right after this announcement. But uh, that's all from me, Pierre Morrow. And me, Giselle Hanna. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.